0: Well, this is a new experience for all of us, isn't it? So I got to tell you that uh, at the Howell household, Jim Jam has a completely different meaning. To us, it's pajamas. And so I was like, oh, it's Jim. I'm wearing my pajamas. I am glad that I did not do that, although it wouldn't be much different than, I guess, uh, cargo shorts and whatnot. So That's that's either a good thing or a horrible thing. So today's uh, today's scripture reading is Judges six, and it's thirty six through forty. Gideon said to God, "If you save Israel by my hand as you have promised, uh, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said." And that is what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me. Let me, just, let me ask just one more request. Allow me one more test with a fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and the ground covered with dew. And that night God did so. Only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So to get the meaning out of this, I think we have to, with almost all Scripture, you have to look at what's going on in the time around Gideon then. So this is from the book of Judges. And Judges is the period of time between when Moses and Joshua lead the, the slaves, lead the Israelites, the Hebrews, into the promised land, and the period of time when they get kings. And if you read Judges, what you see is this cycle of we love God God is good to us. We're going to listen to what God says. And then a few generations go by, and they slip into idolatry, and they start sinning like crazy. And then their neighbors come in and take over and and do bad things to them. They take all their stuff and send them into slavery, and they cry out for God's help. And then God comes in and brings them a deliverer, kicks the bad people out, and then they're back in love with God. And it just goes like this over and over again for hundreds of hundreds of years. Sounds like Sounds like my life. Um, so at this point, uh, the the Midianites are the current bad guy of the day. And they come in every year right at harvest time. And they, like locusts, and they pillage, and they ramsack, and they take livestock, and they take all the crops. And then they, they go back home. And all the Isra- Israelites, they run away. They hide in the, in the caves. And, and, and Gideon, at this point of, of the story, Gideon is trying to thrash some wheat. He's winnowing it, throwing it up in the air, and letting the wind blow the chaff away and the, and the grain falls down to the ground. Except when you do that, you want to be up on a hilltop or someplace where there's wind. He's not. He's in a hole in the ground. He's in a wine press because he doesn't want any of the Midianites to see him. He's fearful. He's a coward. He's like, all I want to do is separate this wheat from the chaff, take my grain and go home and, and everybody leave me alone. So it's at this point when God, uh, he, well, he doesn't even seem like a superhero at all, which is what we're going to get to later today. So, God picks Gideon to deliver the people from the Midianites, and he sends an angel to deliver the message. And the angel says, I, you know, I am here for God, and God has picked you to kick the Midianites out of here. And so, Gideon is skeptical. God, why me? I am the least in my family, and my family is the least among the families, and you're asking me to do some really big things. So if it's really you, I need you to, you, you got to show me something. you got to make me think that I'm not a crazy person, I'm not imagining this. And, you know, it's funny because if you Google, if you go to, the, uh, to Google, the source of all information, and you Google this story, what you see is uh, pastor after pastor after pastor, uh, biblical scholar, they put a big frowny face on this whole thing. You know, they are, well, you know, this was not the right thing to do. He shouldn't have questioned God. He should have had faith. And I got to tell you, I totally get where Gideon is coming from. I am what you call a high verifier, and what a high verifier is, it's not like a doubting Thomas, but it is a, it is, it, trust has not come easily to me at all. And so as a high verifier, what I do is I, over, I repeat the question over and over again in different ways. Are you sure you're going to be there? You're going to be there at this time, right? Or what is the plan? We're going to, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And I can say that with almost 100% certainty that if I was in Gideon's shoes at that time and this happened to me, I would have done the same thing. I would have said, God, are you sure you've got the right guy? I have to make sure I exactly understand what it is that you want me to do and how this is going to happen. And You know, I just tell me what the plan is. I really need to understand that I'm not a crazy person. So, if you look at this story, it has a lot of similarities to how superheroes evolve. So in my household, Marvel is a big, big thing. We and we're really, we're We don't read graphic novels. We're not that bad. But we, we spend a lot of time with, with the, the Marvel story. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I didn't call them comic books. I called them graphic novels. So think about how the stories of superheroes start in that evolution. So this is not universal, but how it usually happens is you got an everyday Joe, And he's just going about his life in a normal sort of way. And then something happens. In the case of Peter Parker, Parker, get in here. Peter Parker, uh, Spider-Man, also known as Spider-Man, for those of you who are not into graphical novels. uh, Peter Parker, something happens to him. He is bitten by a radioactive spider, right? And so he's like, well, that was kind of no good. But it's kind of, you know, he just goes about his normal life, everyday life. He's like, okay, well, I got bit by a spider, but, you know, whatever. And then he moves on. And then in the in the evolution of a superhero, what happens next is something catalyzes their special power. Like uh, a baby stroller rolling down the hill towards a train and, and the, the person jumps in front of it and saves them. Or, um, you know, whatever. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of different stories. but But something happens and they go... Wow, what was that? And then the first thing they do is they deny it. They deny it to everyone around them. Did you see that? Did you see what you did? And they say, no, you know, but they deny it to themselves, right? And so they deny, they deny, they deny, they deny, they deny. And then what happens eventually is they come to accept something has happened. Something has happened to me, and I am different than I was before. And then the next step in this evolution process is they have to figure out how to harness it, how to focus it. How do I make this thing not happen when I don't want it to happen? And so, you know, this is like, that's, I've, that would call that phase two, two and a half. And then the next thing that happens as they evolve is like, all right, now I've got the superpower, I, I acknowledge it, and I've learned to harness it. How am I going to use it? Am I going to use this superpower for good? Or am I going to use this for evil? You see it time after time. I mean, you know, Star Wars, for example. Luke Skywalker's father, Darth Vader, was once a Jedi Knight, and he decided not to use it for what it was originally intended to do. So in most cases, you know, the superheroes that we know well and we love, they end up making the right choice, and they use the power for the good of mankind to fight crime, to save lives, to make this a better place. So let's mo- morph these two stories together. I believe, I sincerely believe, that God creates each of us with a unique combination of skills and abilities that make each of us a superhero in our own right. Now I'm not saying that we have the powers of invincibility, as far as you know, or the power to, you know, to scale buildings uh, in a single jump, as far as you know. Um, but I think that each one of us is blessed with this unique set of capabilities that gives us unique powers that maybe no one else has. I think some of us tune into this maybe early in life. Some of us maybe we never do. But I think it's incumbent on each of us to search inside to discover what superhero abilities we have. Maybe it's extraordinary patience. Maybe it's empathy, neither which I have. Uh, uh, You may be asking yourself, what is my superhero capability? My superhero capability is I am so stupid that I don't know when to quit. I don't know when to quit fighting. I don't know when to stop. And so, you know, I could use that for good or I could use that for evil, It's I guess to be determined still. But but each of us has this unique blend of characters and qualities that makes us different from everyone else. So let's say that you, you buy that, let's say that you buy that, and you look inside and you discover who you are, what you are, and, and the next thing logically, in the, as, as I just outlined about the cor- course, the evolution of a superhero is, you're probably going to say, no, that's crazy, that's not a special, that's not a special ability, and you tell yourself that what you see and what you feel isn't real. And then let's say you move past that and you you, you search for your inner power and you acknowledge it. What you have to do next is you have to harness it. You have to figure out how do I focus this ability and then how am I going to use it? And ultimately, that's the real question. This ability, am I going to use this for my own selfish gain? Am I going to squander it or am I going to use this ability or abilities for the purposes that God gave them to me to use them for. So let's circle back to Gideon. The angel visits him and tells them he has been chosen, that he is special, he scoffs, he denies it, he denies he's the right person, and then he accepts it. And then he chooses to move forward with the mission that God gave him. So the mission that God gave him was to kick the Midianites I looked it up, it is not a a floor floor covering, it is not a countertop, actually a group of people, Midianite, I want some Midianite in my kitchen. (laughs) So as they move towards battle, God throws them a curveball. So Gideon has done what God has asked him, he's like, amass this huge group of guys, he's got like 32,000 guys, and he's like, let's go, and they're marching off to battle and God goes, wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. You got too many guys. Because if you go and you win with this many guys, you know what you guys are going to think? You're going to think this victory is yours. That's not your victory. That's mine. So getting what you got to do is get rid of some of these guys. And here's how I want you to do it. I want you to go to them and I want you to say, any of you guys that are afraid, you can just go home. And so they go, oh, okay. And so a whole bunch of them leave. And so now he's down to 10,000 guys. And he's like, okay, let's go. And God says, No, you still got too many guys. So the next test is, and, and this is getting off in the weeds a little bit, but he's like, Oh, see how they drink water. So the guys that get down on their knees and drink water out of the streams, uh, you know, they're in this bucket. And the guys that cup their hands and they drink, they lap do- water like dogs, those are in the, in the different bucket. And Gideon's like, Okay, good. And he, he looks at the big group over here and he goes, there's 300 guys over there, so I'm only going to lose 300 guys, and I get to keep 9,700. And God goes, no, 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 those are the guys that are going home. And so Gideon's like, okay, so we start out with 32,000 guys, and now you want me to go kick the Midianites out with 300 guys? God says, yep. He goes, okay. Because by this time, Gideon has come to uh, acknowledge that he has the power, uh, a special power. Uh, He is done denying it. He has harnessed it, he has focused it, and now he's putting it to use. They go on to be victorious. So, what does all this mean? Now, some of you might say, I'm completely full of it. I've been accused of that, and people think that all the time. Uh, you may be telling yourself, I'm not a superhero. That's crazy. I could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But what if I'm right? What if there is a superhero in each one of us? Don't you want to know that? So, here's your call to action. In the next week or so, what I want you to do is I want you to spend five, ten minutes tops maybe before you go to sleep or just after you wake up in a quiet place, and I want you to silence your head and I want you to calm your heart. It's not even really a prayer. It's like, think of it like you're going to ask God to show you. It's like, um, it's like when James Bond goes down to Q's lab and he goes, show me the cool stuff that you have. And Q goes, well, I've got this and I've got this. It's exactly that. God is going to say, well, let me show you what it is I've given you. If you really make an honest effort at this, you're going to find some interesting things. God is going to show you what He's given you. Maybe you already have it. Maybe you are a superhero lurking among us and you're already doing awesome things. That's awesome. But for everyone that hasn't been there yet, that hasn't had God's tour of Q's lab in your, in your heart, do this. If you do this, God will show you, and then the rest is on you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our many blessings, and today we thank you for the uniqueness that you've bestowed on each of us, the unique blend of gifts and talents that make each of us special. Help us to uncover and discover our own special superpowers that make each of us the only person that can do the things that we can do. And then help us to set forth with our superhero abilities to accomplish the tasks that you need us to do. In your son's name we pray, amen.